Speed Cafe Newscast. Your host, Mark Fogarty. Coming up, old is new again. Why V8 veterans are in demand. Who's going where? Latest on supercar driver moves. Sandown double speed series. Then the return of the 500. All this and more straight ahead on Speed Cafe Newscast. Hi there, race fans. I'm Mark Fogarty, and here's what's happening. All the supercar seats for next year are nearly filled. Still to be confirmed. The expanded two-car Blanchard Racing Team lineup, Matt Stone Racing's replacement for Jack LeBrock, and technically, downside Dickford Racing duo. As well, a question mark over Tim Slade's future at Premier Racing. Orkershaw Andretti United has gone for extreme youth with rookie Super 2 standout Ryan Wood to partner Chaz Mostert next year, while DJR has Kai Allen waiting in the wings. What's interesting is that old, and I say that in inverted commas, old drivers, those in their late 30s and early 40s, are still very much in the mix. At 43, James Courtney is the most senior regular season driver and he's in line to continue it for at least another year, linked to a move to Cool Drive Racing alongside rising star Aaron Love. Oldies are goldies, especially as Enduro co-drivers. Living legend Craig Lowndes, who's 49, has re-signed with Triple Eight as a co-driver through 2025. But in the main game next year, there will be at least three middle-aged drivers. Courtney, 42-year-old Mark Winterbottom at Team 18, and 41-year-old Will Davison at Shell V-Power Racing. And 38-year-old David Reynolds moving to Team 18, and there's some serious experience hanging on in supercars. Extending the careers of ageing athletes has been going on in football codes for some years. For them, it's mid to late 30s, which David Reynolds says is the equivalent of 40-plus for race drivers. You know, motorsport's a funny sport. You know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't rely a lot of physicality. So, you know, if it's not like running or football where your body gets tired, um, motor racing, it's it's got nothing to do with that. So you can actually drive up until you're, I don't know, until you want to, until you want to step out of the sport. Like I always tell a story when I was 21 years old you know, fast Porsche racer. I thought I was like one of the fastest Porsche drivers in the world. And I used to get my ass handed to me by a 58-year-old bloke named Jim Richards week in, week out. And, you know, you can honestly drive up until you you don't want to anymore or, you know, you don't have the motivation to. As long as you've got the motivation to win and get up every day and be better, you know, you can drive for as long as you want. And plus with age comes experience. So, um yeah, you sort of you have a better risk assessment when you're older. So there's many factors to 
you know, driving later in life. As a former AFL coach, DJR team boss David Noble knows all about getting the most out of ageing players. Noble is in awe of Will Davison, who has been the Ford team's spearhead in difficult times. Yeah, well, look, I think, you know, I lost, I lost across a lot of sports now, the, the management of the older athlete is, is improving. You know, uh, he's really, he's fit, he's really conscious and diligent, he's got great experience, and that's showing, you know, he's, his ability to manoeuvre the car lap by lap, you know, and learn as he goes, uh, yeah, has been, it's, it's been really, uh, it's been inspiring to watch, actually. Yeah, it is, that's a, a good analogy and a natural one for you, yeah. because, you know, in AFL, um, extending the life of, of star players has become a, a feature in well, maybe not recent years, yeah. but, you know, last decade or so. Yeah, yeah, I think the way that we now, um, you know, the way the, the drivers are now mentally attuned, you know, their physical, physical capacity, the work that you see them do behind the scenes, you know, as genuine athletes has been really impressive, really impressive. 2013 Bathurst 1000 winner and 2015 Supercars champion Mark Winterbottom, who won Team 18's first race at Darwin, is adamant that he can still match it with the youngsters. You know, I'm fit and fit, and so is Dave. Like, we're both fit, and we'd give, and Courtney too, you know. Us three would give these young blokes a kick in the ass in a lot of fitness things, and that's not arrogant. That's just because we work hard, because you have to, because young guys just rely on natural youth and stuff. We, you know, we're in the gym smashing PBs because um, we might be just bitter old blokes or whatever it is, but... Um, yeah, we work. We work hard. So we're fit. Um, yeah, got experience. But, um, you know, you always feel like you're driving okay. And then I think the day that you stop that feeling, you just give up. Like, you quit. Because if you're not driving well, there's no use stuffing around. I, I've put so much into it off the track that, um, yeah, if you weren't doing a good job, you... But you don't get noticed until you win. You know, like, as some of the drives for 10th... You know, I've got Scotty Pye here that's... He's a bloody good driver. And, um... If you beat him, it's a result, you know what I mean? So you don't get regular, but you get a trophy and it's like, you know, it kind of sure. gives you back in front of everyone again. Reynolds adds that Gen 3 has given V8 veterans a second life. There's obviously heaps, of, every, every case is individual, obviously, but um, the new Gen 3 cars are kind of like the old Gen 1 cars that we grew up watching, that grew up driving and learning our craft in. So, you know, there's... There's heaps of factors that go into it. Like I said, you don't have to be the strongest or fittest. You just have to be mentally wanting to be the fastest and, you know, put a lot of time into the driving side. So, you know, that's why, you know, the old, you know, the older sort of gentlemen that have been around for a while can still be fast and win races. It's got nothing to do with age, this sport. It's got everything to do with your mental capability. I believe anyway, you know, some people might say not, but yeah, being young, you know, you're, you probably take bigger risks, but you crash more. Um, and when you get older, you understand the risk you got to take and you crash less. So but you still understand how to get the most out of the car. It's all, it's all the same, I think. 2010 Supercars champion James Courtney will be left out in the cold by Tickford's contraction but the youthful veteran believes he is still fast enough 
for a full-time drive in 2024. Yeah, exactly. And, and until, I, like, I'll be the first one to put up my hand when I'm not competitive enough and, and when I'm embarrassing myself. So it, uh, I'm not at that point yet. Um, so, yeah, while I still get some fight and, and some performance, I'll keep going. And, and uh, I've got a young family. I need to put a food in their mouth. And, unfortunately, I put all my eggs in the racing basket. So once that's over, who knows what I'm going to be doing. So I've... Uh, I've got to keep um, pressing on, and, and but my, my life is racing, you know, outside of kids and family, I'm just 100% hard-ass, nothing's going to touch that sort of adrenaline when the lights go out and you're banging doors with, with the other blokes, so it's, um, I'll keep fighting and, and, um, and keep along with that until that passion dies. Courtney is set to replace Todd Hazelwood at BRT. Scott Pye is in the frame to join Cameron Hill at MSR. It'll be all changed for 2025, but next year, oldies are goldies. So much happening in supercars ahead of the return of the Sandown 500. Dickford Racing has sold two of its entries back to supercars. One will be shelved by supercars, with the other on sold to Cool Drive Racing. That will reduce the field from next year to a neat 24 cars. Supercars now has two entries in reserve, held for a possible big-name arrival in the future. Set to be sidelined in the Tickford shakeout is Declan Fraser. Cam Waters will continue to lead the Ford team for at least another season, with Monster Energy Drink backing, while Thomas Randall stays with Castrol support. Teams have been testing at Winton and Queensland Raceway ahead of the Sandown 500. The post-bend parity test gathered more data, but there'll be no help for the Mustangs at Sandown. The Ford's straight-line drag is still an issue, with Sandown to decide if a further parity adjustment is needed for the Bathurst 1000. We also understand that Triple Eight is testing stronger steering racks, which have been a sore point recently, at QR for a possible fix ahead of the curb-hard Sandown 500. Supercar Supremo Shane Howard attended last month's NASCAR road race at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Howard held high-level talks with NASCAR bosses and Chevrolet and Ford racing chiefs. We also hear he placated Ford concerns about Gen 3 parity. Supercars and NASCAR, both dependent on Ford and GM, have developed a close relationship. More after this short break. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuels. And with the new Bowsers at Queensland Raceway, it's never been easier to source your racing fuel trackside. Elf Race 102 is imported racing fuel direct from Europe. Offering power and protection, the Elf Race 102 is a popular fuel with racers seeking gains over pump fuel. Improve your lap times with Elf Race 102. www.racefuels.com.au All your fuel at the racetrack. 
You're listening to the Speed Cafe newscast. Welcome back. Supercars is set for a one-year renewal of the Newcastle 500. Now, that's crucial because the street race event is scheduled as next year's marquee season opener. Beyond 2024, Newcastle 500's future remains in doubt. Also still to be locked in is supercars at the Formula One Australian Grand Prix. Now, a new deal is likely, but there's still some resistance within supercars and their teams to being the fourth support race category behind F2 and F3. Back soon. Speedcafe.com, your number one source for all the latest motorsport news and features. Breaking news, live event updates, unprecedented global motorsport coverage, performance motoring news and reviews. All in the palm of your hand, anywhere, anytime. Speedcafe.com, first, fast and free. You're listening to the Speed Cafe Newscast. You're listening to Speed Cafe Newscast. Melbourne Motorsport fans are in for a double dose of Sandow. This weekend, the Shannon Speed Series visits the suburban circuit, followed a week later by the return of the Sandown 500. TCR, Trans Am and Production Cars and GT4 headline the Speed Series program as Speed Cafe National Editor Gary O'Brien outlines. Super Cheap Auto, TCR Australia headlines uh, the program. Josh Bucken leads the series in uh, Hyundai Elantra ahead of his teammate Bally Sweeney in the i30N. Uh, not much in between them when you look at it. One point, actually. So um, inter-team rivalry will be something to see there. And lurking in the background are uh, two other teammates, but with Peugeot it's under their backside. That's Aaron Cameron and Jordan Cox. But the, I guess the one to really watch will be Will Brown, who came out firing up a Queensland Raceway, won two of the three races. And we move on to the National Trans Am Series. James Moffat still leads that, but... He's got his work cut out. He's only finished third at the last two meetings. Lockie Dalton uh, won all three races down at Winton. And then Tom Heyman came out and won all three races up at Queensland Raceway. So those two are the guns at the moment. And what's really good about this series, they're like a privateer team, I guess, compared to what uh, Moffat has under his uh, reign to run with. And uh, accordingly, uh, we'll be interested to see how that all goes. And we can't forget Josh Webster or Elliot Barber. They've been in the mix as well. And we move on to the Mobile Australian Production Cars and uh, Monochrome GT Australia Series. In the latter, Shane Smolin um, has a good lead over Mark Griffith. Smolin in the Porsche came and could have won both races up in Queensland, but uh, uh, unfortunately started just out of his grid box and got a penalty, which cost him the win in the second race, which was taken out by Nash Morris. Um, Steve Jutes is in third spot, Tony Quinn fourth. Um, he's been a bit of a, a pace setter early on, but sort of fallen away a bit. And Carl Begg um, is in fifth spot, and he's um, had a Mercedes and a McLaren at his disposal to run with. For this meeting, Renee Gracie's back after she won the GT Trophy Series, or wrapped it up, I should say, uh, in GT3. 
and uh, John Bauer makes his debut in GT4 aboard a BMW. Meanwhile, in the Australian production car series, uh, brought to you by Mobile One, Ian Sharon leads the way. Colby Cowan and Lindsay Kearns share a Ford Mustang. They're in second spot. And Grant Sharon, Ian's brother, is in first spot. Let's hope this time they can keep away from each other a little bit. They had a bit of a uh, panel bash bashing session in the second race up at Queensland. Also on the Sandown program will be V8 Touring Cars, Formula Open and Mark Cars. Now, as well, over the weekend, there will be the Master Blast at Sydney Motorsport Park, featuring the spectacular sports sedans. Here's Gary O'Brien again. Uh, the National Australian Sports Sedan Series, round three of that series, actually Jarvis leads away through consistency. He's always been in the top three or thereabouts. Jordan Caruso, second. Uh, Tony Riccadello third, Anthony Cox, who's just coming out of nowhere all of a sudden, and he's in fourth spot, Michael Robinson in fifth place. And uh, they certainly put on some great racing up at Queensland Raceway, particularly being between Crusoe, Riccadello and Steve Tomasi. So we're expecting we'll see more of the same there. Also running at that meeting is the Australian Prototype Series with John Paul Drake, uh, leading that ahead of Scott Borman in the uh, Wolf F1 Extreme. I'm keen to see this car. It's got a Coyote engine in it, so I'm expecting it to be pretty quick. Terry Knowles in third in the Radical. Toyota Gazoo 86 Scholarship Series, the fifth round of that. Now, the first three rounds were just packed because they needed to get points to get a run at the main series, which kicked off at Townsville with the supercars. Uh, Marcus Liddell won three races at Sydney Motorsport Park. Matt Hillier won three races at Sandown. And Max Gagan won the three races at third round back at Sydney Motorsport Park. Since then, Alice Buckley won all three races at Queensland Raceway. So they've had four different uh, dominations, I guess, although they were tight wins uh, in that series. So be interesting to see um, if someone can break the duck and get a second round win this weekend. Also on that program, of course, it's what was originally called the Muscle Car Masters that's run under this new name. They've got a night hill climb on, they've got drifting, they've got displays. And there was supposed to be a drone show, but unfortunately all the drones fell into the Arrow River at an exhibition in Melbourne, so they had to cancel that. But it's looking like a good meeting. It's over two days, you can camp there, do barbecues and all that sort of stuff. All the Sandown Speed Series action will be live and ad-free on Stan Sport. Stan Sport will also show the IndyCar Series finale at Laguna Seca early next Monday morning. And speaking of IndyCar, Alex Pillow racked up his second title at the Portland Road Race. And in F1, Max Verstappen set a new record of 10 wins in a row at the Italian Grand Prix. Here's Jackie with her roundup of all the weekend's racing. In Formula One, Max Verstappen wrote his name into the history books, achieving a record 10th victory in a row at Monza for the Italian Grand Prix. Verstappen had an early fight on his hands with Ferrari before leading Red Bull to a 1-2 victory ahead of Sergio Perez and Ferrari's Carlos Sainz in third. It was a drama-filled race for Oscar Piastri, who first made contact with teammate Lando Norris, trying to overtake on lap 24. He was then forced to pit after a tangle with Lewis Hamilton caused damage. Finally, the Aussie was handed a five-second penalty 
penalty for his duel with New Zealander Liam Lawson. He finished 12th just behind Lawson. Formula 2 at Monza may prove title defining as contender Frederick Vesti took the sprint race win before crashing out of the feature race. Oliver Behrman won the race. Frenchman Theo Pocher leads the standings by 35 points after scoring a fourth and a third. Australian Jack Dewin sits fourth after finishing sixth in the feature race. Brazilian Gabriel Bottoletto secured the Formula 3 crown by scoring second and fifth at Monza. Franco Colapinto and Brit Johnny Edgar split the wins. Christian Mansell was placed best of the Australians in 12th ahead of Hugh Barter in 19th and Tommy Smith in 27th. In MotoGP it was a spectacular Catalan Grand Prix with the opening lap leaving eight riders down. Reigning world champion Francesco Bagnaia escaped serious injury after high siding through the first chicane flinging him into the air and landing in the middle of the track. Alish Espigaro led an Aprilla 1-2 from Maverick Vinales while Jorge Martin completed the podium on his Pramac Ducati. Jack Miller was 8th on his KTM. Alex Palau scored his second title by winning the latest IndyCar event in Portland. Palau took the win from Felix Rosenquist and lead title rival Scott Dixon. Fellow New Zealander Scott McLaughlin was 9th. Reigning series winner Will Power spun to finish 25th. Marcus Armstrong was 19th. And the NASCAR Cup Series raced at Darlington where Kyle Larson greeted the chequered flag first, followed by Tyler Reddick and Chris Boucher. This is Jackie Shivey for Speed Cafe. Well, that's it for now. Back next week with the latest breaking news. In the meantime, for all the latest in motorsport around the world as it happens, go to speedcafe.com. And there'll be another big-name interview on the Speed Cafe podcast on Friday. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to a Speed Cafe Pod Hub production. 